This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome in. This is Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning. That's the statistician, my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 97.5, is where you can find him on Twitter, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Happy Sunday. One day closer to the NFL draft. One day closer to the NFL draft, indeed. I'm getting my bets in, man. Now it's time. Now it's, uh, we call it smoke season, right? Smoke screen season. Yep. Everyone's throwing it. You're, you're trying to see through the fuss, but I'm trying to see through the glass because I got my man Dell behind the glass rocking it for the next two hours with us, making sure that we stay in line, making sure we do things properly because it might get a little crazy this morning. Again, we got a lot of bets. I got a little bit of soccer. I'm going to give you some bets for that draft. I have two or three that I have circled, and we're going to get the thought process behind it, but we need your process 713-780-3776 because I need your help today. I need your help into figuring out how do the dominoes fall in this draft because once you get to that four spot, five spot, everything can change. And this is it's like being a weatherman right now. You know, if you can have 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, right? But if, if 4, 5, 6 interchange, then all that goes to crap, right? So yep. so here you are. Here we are. It's Sunday morning, one day closer, like Josh said, to the NFL draft. But we're one day into a, a win streak for the Houston Astros. Uh, this is what we call a win streak. We'll take it. <laughs> we say it like that, though, because we always talk about not getting too high and too low. Last Last week, we talked about... Uh, baseball fan, even our man Lamont said it. Like baseball fan, forgot how to how to baseball fan. Mm-hmm. We came out the gates swinging like yeah. like it was the wild card round of the of the NFL playoffs. You know, we just we just wanted to take their heads off, and then all of a sudden we have those bumps, and then we're gonna have that long baseball, and it's gonna go up, and it's gonna go down, and maybe it just it just seemed real down for a little bit, but then all of a sudden you get the Angels in town. We were there Friday. Shout out to everyone that showed up on Friday. I know we had a, a few money liners. You know how we do it, Josh. You know it was it was a lot of uh, shots. It was a, a lot of beer, uh, a lot of nachos. The the tickets came with free nachos. Some of us couldn't find the nacho station. Tyler Cito hustled himself into the gourmet nachos. You know how they give you your ticket and it says this ticket comes today's ticket comes with uh-huh. X offer. Ours were nachos, so everyone in our groups running around drunk looking for nachos, and everyone's <laughs> calling each other like, "Hey." They don't. They're, they're saying this is an, uh, th- th- this offer doesn't work at this nacho stand. All of a sudden, here comes Tyler with a, a big box of nachos, the, the twenty dollar nachos, and he just sat down and ate them in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to everyone that hung out. Uh, an extra inning uh, walk off win, comeback extra innings win on Friday, and then yesterday we get a a lopsided score. I guess that's the ones I was wondering, man. Do I rather be at the at the game because we were in the Crawford boxes, so you want home runs, but. The way that Friday game went down, it was it was kind of low, other than the you know the game tire and the one that they hit. But yesterday, you need those in your season somewhere along the way. Now, could we have saved some runs? They were like, hey, all right, let's get these guys off the field. But I'll take it. No, we'll, we'll definitely take the win. And 
remember I was ranting about Christian Javier not being used enough, and then they bring him back, and what happens? He's nasty again, doesn't give up any runs, striking out people left and right. He's your best pitcher. I'm just putting that out there. I know Grinky is you know really good in three out of every four starts. Grinky does a nice job. But you can tell if he's off pretty early with Grinky. If, you know, if his location's not great, he's going to get knocked around. Javier, he's got the stuff and the good location. I know he only went five innings again. That's the concern with him is they want to stretch him out so he pitches longer. But you're getting – before they started winning games the last few days, they were getting blown out early. You needed a pitcher to start the game to, to keep you in the ball game, and that's why I think Javier is so important to this team. And I don't know if you saw, there's a video of Fromber. He's throwing now, and he's looking good, so maybe he's back a little sooner. But I don't know if you saw Oda Rizzi got hurt, yeah. so he'll be out for a little bit. So sooner the better. Right now we yeah. need more arms, but all of a sudden you get a Kenny Manuel going out there and throwing eight and two-thirds innings. It just... A guy that I, I, I'm going to be honest, I have to go look up a little bit about him, his PD suspension, just coming off of it. And then here we are all of a sudden throwing, I guess let's call it a gym, two solo jacks. And, and, and that's it, though. He, he didn't really get himself in too much trouble. They said he was about to, he had sat down with his coffee. All of a sudden the phone rings and they're <laughs> like, hey, you might be coming in right now. Yeah. So here we are. I don't, I don't, I don't know if we can rely on that. I'm not going to, but. You need those games. By no means do I expect 16 runs. But for a while there, we talked about that, that losing streak, and it was every time they were giving up at least five or six runs. Yeah. And you can't early. win like that. And early at that. Early. You can't win like that. And, you know, Jose Altuve's been out, but we got some good news with him. It looks like he should be back soon. They need him. I mean, Altuve came out really hitting the ball well this year, so that'll be great when they get him back. It's it's odd doing a, a, a one-day-a-week show, right, Jerry? Because they're so streaky. You know, we'll come in here one week, and they've lost four or five, you know, games in a row. And then one week we'll come in, and they've they've won four or five. They're, they're a streaky team. And like you said, what Lamont talked about, that's the way baseball works. It, you're going to have some ups and downs. That's why it's a long season. You just you got to be in it for the long haul. That's what it is, man. Like, for example, today, Lance McCullers Jr., Dylan Bundy, I don't even know what to expect here because we go back to 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 the I shouldn't have pit, we shouldn't even have played that day you yeah. know kind of comment which I'm not even about that like yes okay maybe you didn't feel well but at the same time like I don't I don't like that excuse I don't like the way that 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 whole thing went down Mm-mm. but here we are trying to I guess sweep this series um 0-2 Bundy what better moment to, to to carry on what they did yesterday but I'm just not convinced on McCullers man we talk about consistency all the time and it's just when he has it, like you said, with Grinky, when he has it, he has it. But then sometimes it seems like he starts off so slow. Yeah. Right? Like he, the first inning is, is just like, wow, here we go, man. On first and second, he gets out, and then it's a good four or five-inning segment. And then he'll have that one, especially on the road last year. That's what his splits were, were, were was bad. Oh, it's it, for his career, his ERA is like five on the road, and it's in the twos at minute. Yeah, two six yeah, at home. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a big difference for him at home versus on the road. But you know, with McCullers, it's about location. You know, he's got nasty stuff. It's just, you've seen him. He has trouble locating that fastball. That, that's just, it, that's always been the deal with him. So, but he's got huge upside, man. He, he's got nasty, nasty stuff. I love Lance McCullers. Hopefully, he can pitch well today. And you're right, there were some people upset that the Astros had to play and some other games got postponed where they didn't have to play. And we even talked about doing a, like a sports mat video talking about that. Like, is, is MLB screwing over the Astros again? But I kind of came to the decision that, man, at the time, they were playing terrible baseball. You know, that like it's hard to 
to blame MLB when you're going out there and getting your ass kicked. You know, like it, you got to go play well, and, and now they're playing well. So let's do it. We don't need MLB to step in. Astros can take care of themselves. Is it a case though they're playing well because it's the Angels? Because in the three straight wins they've had against them, twenty nine runs. <laughs> so. You look at the first seven games of the season when they were six and one, seven point three runs per game. Yeah. Then they go on that gap where they looked terrible. You know, a little over two runs a game. We talk about ups and downs, but those downs can't be like so so down. You yeah. know, it was just that was bad bad baseball. And all of a sudden now it's, they're beating up on the Angels, and you're thinking, all right, let's let's take it easy. Maybe it's maybe the Angels are doing us a solid here. Yeah, and certainly having you know Bregman and and Alvarez and those guys back that helps for sure. Yeah, Alvarez, man, being in the stadium, it's just like. Seeing him in person when he swings that bat, it's like Dude. it's 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 like he's swinging like a twig, you know. It's just like he swings it, and when it makes that contact, is is that ball? Bounce. I don't know if I've ever seen a ball just jump off a bat like it does with him. When oh. it, it just it jumps, and you're just thinking, all right, there it goes. You know, you're always just, your neck just snaps right away. That's what you get with him. But again, I don't want to get too high. Let's 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 get another W today. Let's let's go ahead and 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 put the statement down. And then we'll see where we go from there because I'm going to say what we did last week when they were losing. I'm not going to get too high now. I'm not, I wasn't going to get too low then. Let's continue going. As far as from a betting perspective, you uh, you like McCullers today? Yeah. Why not? You know, you hope there's no lingering effects because, you know, he was. He said he wasn't feeling well his last start and they skipped him in the rotation. So you hope he's back to feeling 100%. But you know, why not? They're, they're streaky, right? So I'm, I'm going to ride the streak and – I'm a little biased here. You know I bet on the Astros to, to win the division and to, to win the World Series. So I'm gonna every single win I'm gonna be pretty excited about. Minus one thirty five today. That's not too bad and not too uh not too heavily juiced. Over under eight and a half. You predicting a, a low scoring game? Maybe does it surpass that? I I like the first five under. That's what I like to do a lot of times with these starting pitchers because I don't trust the the back end. Mm-hmm. You're a baseball better out there. I know you're familiar with the first five. You can bet the first five innings, and then you don't have to worry about the, the bullpens and coming and messing things up. Maybe extra innings getting you also as well. You just bet the first five. But then you also know that teams can maybe not play so aggressive and, and knowing towards the end of the game they got to take more chances. So yeah. it, it's give and take. But in baseball, as far as that's one sport where you have that starting pitcher, and that's who you want to usually bet on. That's what you're betting on is the starting pitchers. Yeah, And hopefully when you bet, you, you, you hope that the starting pitcher can have a a long game going into the seventh or eighth inning, but what we're seeing right now, these five inning out. Last night was the, the the longest outing for any Astros pitcher again. I mean, yeah, of course, eight and two thirds is long, but that's what you hope to at least seven. Give me seven, seven and a half. <laughs> it seems like that's not too much to ask, but it Six has and been. A half. Yeah, it has been. You know, five is is kind of what we're getting out of all these. That's guys. tough. Yeah, five. You better you better have a stout bullpen or at least one that you. You somewhat trust in, or your bats better be going so good to, to where you have a lead and you have a couple of insurance runs. Yeah. But when those things aren't connecting, then you see what happens here. And, and I just, again, that, that injury yesterday so early, that tight arm for, uh, forearm tightness to uh, Odorizzi, it just, to me, it was just like, oh, no, here we go again. No, I, I thought the same thing. And, you know, you skipped Javier in the rotation so you could get Odorizzi in there. And and now he gets hurt. So, but that's okay. It doesn't. Hopefully, it's not anything serious. You know, it, you know, he was banged up last year. That was one of the deals with Oda Rizzi. You know, he didn't play a lot last year. He dealt with some injuries. So, hopefully, that's not a trend. Hopefully, we can get you some winners this morning. I've got a little bit of soccer, but first, we're going to get into football because the draft is coming up soon, and there's money to be made. This is Moneyline ESPN 97.5.
to call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Dial the phone. Disappointed by your HR and payroll technology? Maybe you need to outsource your administration. Go to hrp.net to learn more. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back. It's Moneyline on a Sunday morning. That's Josh Jordan. That's Dell. I'm just Jerry Bowe with a little Z at the end. Trying to get you in that Sunday mood, getting that barbecue pit going. Maybe you're transitioning a little coffee, a little Bailey's in it. Whatever your Sunday uh, has in, in store for you, hopefully it has some money. I'm going to get you some of that. But first, I said we're going to talk about this draft, right? Because there's lot, lots of money-making opportunities, in my opinion. It's about it's such a gamble. They're like, obviously, gambling, you're, you're betting on two teams and whatnot and, and the outcome of a game. But when you bet here, you're betting on one outcome. It's almost like a correlated bet. Because if I'm going to bet somewhere down later in the draft, say that, Seven, eight, nine spot. Then I got to have a good, a good, good read on what's going to happen in, in in that four, five, six range, right? So, being that said, as we know that one and two are pretty much written in stone, and I hate to say that, then we start with the Niners again because we're talking about smoke screen season, right? And as where we are right now, and and I'm gonna go ahead and give it out now. I gave it out in my private group. I think Mac Jones goes. Uh, I think he goes to the Niners. Really? I do. Not that I think that he should. Yeah. Okay? If it was me, I'm going fields. Yeah. Okay? But just from what I'm reading and then I'm putting, I'm starting to put one and one things together and listening to a, a, a lot of these. And not to say that anyone knows anything because the 49ers have kept it in-house really well right now. Shanahan's keeping everything really in-house. But from what I'm getting from everything is if it's Shanahan's decision, it's Jones. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is trying to hopefully make him at least – Keep an open mind. That's why they did the, the Lance workout this last week. They To keep in mind, open on mind, like, hey, let's not just marry God. But what gets me confused is if they were going to get Jones all along, did they need to make that kind of a trade to get down there? It, it, are The way they view Jones, is it that much higher than anyone else? You know, I think that other teams might have fields ahead of Jones. So that's the only thing that takes me away with why would they trade that much? Or is it a matter of, you know what, I know the guy I want. I'm not even going to risk it. Let's just get him. That's the risk, right? Somebody can jump in front of you if, you don't, if you're not in that number three spot. So that's what I always wondered from the beginning because people are like, well, they, as long as one of those quarterbacks falls to him, they don't care. And I'm like, I don't buy that, do you? For how much they gave up, I feel like they have to really like a certain player, not just a tier of players for what they gave up. I, I feel like they have to love a certain quarterback. There's no way that, yeah. that you make that kind of move and say, well, it's either one of these guys. Whoever falls to it. No. Yeah. And at the moment, at that time, everyone's already known, you know, that, that the number one and two is pretty much set. So then at that point, they know what they have available or, or when they knew what they were hoping they were going to have available. But to me, to make that kind of move for Jones, maybe they, they, they thought that someone else might get him. Who knows? That's the only thing that has me confused here. But from everything that I'm reading and then going back and I'm just, again, I know they're, they're keeping it in-house. So right now it's just a lot of speculation. But what I'm putting together here 
is that they feel Jones is going to be the best in that Shanahan offense. Now, my question being this, is Jones the best because he overall later on he can end up becoming what Shanahan needs him to be? Or is that a right-now guy? Or is it Jimmy for this year, Jimmy Garoppolo for the rest of this season? And then Jones, what do you think is going to, if they do go get Jones? Man, if they go get him, I guess Garoppolo is a pretty good bridge guy, right? Unless they want to try and see who did, didn't get a quarterback from the draft and then try and trade Garoppolo to that team if somebody misses out. Because I think one of the other big players, I think the Patriots are going to trade up and get a quarterback in this draft if somebody's there. But, you know, you asked about him trading up to three. I think he did it because he had to get in front of the Falcons because I think he knew Atlanta's open for business, right? You know, if somebody wants a quarterback, they'll probably trade back because we're hearing they're, they're going to roll the dice, you know, with Matt Ryan a little bit longer. So maybe he was like, we got to get in front of Atlanta or somebody could swoop in and take the quarterback we like. So I, I guess it is Mac Jones, but I'm with you. That's that's not who I'd be picking. If you were betting on it right now, you think Atlanta trades back? I think they do, but I'm hearing that, that they're not. But I guess my biggest lesson learned from following the draft all these years, the closer you get to the draft, the more garbage you hear. You know, the, the more the more there it's smoke screens, the more it's crap. Like the what you hear right around the draft are usually complete lies. So if they are saying they're gonna stay there and take somebody and it may not be a quarterback, then maybe they are gonna take a quarterback. It's usually the opposite of what people are saying the week before the draft. And that's what like I say, you're you're gambling on, on a lot of speculation, a lot of smoke screens. Maybe put people are putting out information that they want you to think that is is the way they want you to think, but it all starts right there at that four spot. Yeah. If Atlanta trades back or not, if we're hearing that they might go with the stick with Matt Ryan, but I'm not sure that that was the the page that both the new GM and new coach were on because it took them a while to even agree on something. They even had to make it public, like, hey, all of a sudden the GM and the coach we're on the same page. Yep. They had to make that public because obviously then one of them was trying to go another direction. Now that's mm-hmm. obviously what happened. If there was. Uh, 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 an issue there with between head coach and GM, what was it? Either that we're going to go forward with, with Matt Ryan, or is it time to start a new era, right? Is it time to start bringing in someone new? I think that was the uh, the conversation. I'm not sure where it went, but we're going to find out real quick. I know that phone's going to be ringing, though, for those four, five, six. Like I, That's a known, especially if you're a team that's not going to grab a quarterback. Oh, yeah. It- if I'm them, I'd trade back. Atlanta needs more than just one or two things. They, you know, they're, they, they haven't been able to run the ball worth a damn for quite some time. The defense isn't that good. They have a lot of stuff they need to fix. So if I'm them, I'd trade back. And this is such a good wide receiver draft. You know, they could trade back a few spots and get one of these really good receivers in this draft because I know right now it looks good, but how much longer does Julio have? You know, like I, I don't know. I, feels like he's fallen off. And what's weird with Ridley, he's a young player as far as his time in the league. But when he hits free agency, he's going to be like 28. You know, he's a guy that, that came out and was older when he was a rookie. So I, receiver to me is is not out of the realm of possibility here, if they, especially if they trade back a few picks. And as far as receiver, we're on chase automatically as the number one. I'm seeing a lot of – man, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know that he, from a lot of these – uh I guess it's called evaluations that he was that much head and shoulders above anyone else. I'm not sure. To be honest with you, I didn't know that it was that. I guess maybe you get infatuated with Devontae Smith during the season, you know, or or just different players, and you don't realize maybe how far Chase was ahead of these guys. But from what I'm seeing as far as 
or as far as odds, he's going to be the first wide receiver taken. I think he will be. For me, I'd go Devontae Smith, and, and, and here's why. I just remember what, what Justin Jefferson did last year, and I remember him going crazy in that national championship game, and I, and I saw Smith do some amazing things. Um, I like the guys that do it on the field, you know, so I'm like, give me that guy. So th- that's the way I'd be leaning, but look, I get it. I, I, I mean, he is undersized. When he came back to the combine for like his uh, retest or whatever, Smith, he weighed in at like 166 or something like that. I mean, that's like Deshaun Jackson slender. You know what I mean? Like that is, and I know he's not, uh, you know, size-wise, his height is different, but that is a, a slight body build, man. But at least he played in the SEC, so you think maybe he'll be durable, but Man, that, that does make you worry a little bit that he's that thin. Well, I started trying to think, all right, let's think of these small guys that in the NFL that you're thinking, well, he, he's, he's, a, he's a prime player. You know, he's a marquee player. Then I said, all right, Tyreek Hill. So I went and looked him up. He's 185 pounds. Yeah. That's, tw- that's 20 pounds more. Yes. And Tyreek Hill doesn't seem like a big guy to me at all. No. He's not. No. So you're taking a risk there. So you're saying that you would take him – over even with the uh, size discrepancy or or issues, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I, I just man, what I saw from Smith just really impressed me in in the playoffs and the championship game. So I, I, I would go with him, but it's tough. I mean, there's this is a great receiver draft. You know, our own Lance Zerline said he thinks this year's receiver draft is even better than last year's, which was supposed to be incredible. So this is a great year if you need a wide receiver. It's also a great year if you need a offensive tackle in Panay Sewell. They, you might as well get this guy the Hall of Fame jacket. The way they're talking about him, right? Like yeah. when you hear people talking, they're already painting him in. Now, is those big shoes to fill? Is yeah, it is the way that they're. But does everything lead you to if you were building a prototype offensive tackle in this day and age of football, you're building them like that? Yeah, he's a big dude. So what do the Bengals do? Let's get past the Falcons. Let's say it gets to the Bengals. Coming off a season where you just obviously saw Joe Burrow get hurt. Yeah. Is it a no-brainer right now to, to put Panesu in there going to the Bengals? I'm going offensive line if I'm them. I, I just I feel like they're pretty good at receiver. Because you could get cute here and, and, and hook them back up with Jamar Chase. You could. But that's getting cute, I think. I mean, you still have T. Higgins and, you know, Boyd's still there. I mean, you have some good receivers. I just – like you said, Burrow got knocked out. They don't need that to happen again. They got to protect their quarterback, and you know they just locked up Joe Mixon, so you know they're they're good at running back. So I think you address the offensive line there. That's what I would do. I'm with you on that as well. That's another bet I'm going to give out right now. If your book offers Cincinnati Bengals pick or Panay Sewell under or over five and a half, some places even have them at six and a half juiced. I'm going under there because. I don't see it any other way, but the only thing that scares you, you're like, who are we talking about? The Cincinnati Bengals? Mm-hmm. You don't you don't trust that organization one bit to do what they're supposed to hear. No, and for good reason. I mean, it's a it's a family run business, and they I think they pay for like the least amount of scouts in the league. Like they have a very small budget for running that football team, and a lot of the corners they cut is in their scouting department. So, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. But they usually do make a frugal decision. Like, they're very good at taking the the best value on the board, kind of because they have to, because they typically don't go out and spend a bunch of money in free agency. They have to build through the draft. So, you know, I, I think they go O-line here. Now we start getting to that 6, 7, 8 range, and that's when I told you that you start gambling on the gamble. Yep. All right, so now let's say it did go 
let's say Atlanta. Man, I don't even know how to paint this because it, it breaks. Let's say go Atlanta goes Pitts. Okay. Now you have the quarterbacks open. Now you still say that the Bengals are obviously going to get Panay Sewell. They don't need no quarterback. Now it goes to the, the Dolphins, Broncos, Bears. How does it fall down there now that you have Fields and Trey Lance available? I think the quarterbacks are going to go early. I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of trades. I, I, I think all these guys that are talking about, I think we'll end up going in the top ten. Right now, and many books out in Vegas, you can get, will the first four players drafted be a quarterback at minus 110? I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Every year this happens where we're like, yeah, the quarterbacks are kind of meh, and then they end up flying up the draft board. So you ask yourself, how does that bet get there to cash? Obviously, Atlanta taking the quarterback or Atlanta trading back. Obviously, yeah. if somebody trades with them, it's to get that quarterback they want. So there's two ways that you can win that bet. It's about banking does Atlanta pass up on pits. And that's the thing. right? And he's tempting, right? I get it, but... When's the last time a tight end got drafted in the first round and, and really changed life for a football team? And as late, you've seen a lot of teams try. Yeah. You, the, the, it's, it's, I mean, you see Hawkinson. Yeah. Did, did he make that team that much better right away? Not really. Does Pitts, Kyle Pitts make the Atlanta Falcons offense that much better? I mean, he helps, but... They have a lot of other problems. That, that's why I would try and trade back and get more picks there. I just, I, I think of Vernon Davis. The last time a, a tight end that you know ran like a four four went really high in the draft, and you know he had a nice career, but he, did he make a big difference for the 49ers? Not really. At Atlanta Fal- Falcons team that made a deal for Hayden Hurst. Yeah, they got. They, he's a pretty good tight end. So how much ball do you need to go around in an offense that Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst? They always have that. It's weird. They always have that third guy, fourth guy, you know, on, on their depth chart that you're like, he, he'll have a breakout wide receiver game, and then you start him your next time on DraftKings. And then, and then he kills he, you. Then he kills you. <laughs> yeah. But how much ball do you need to go around there? Because Julio's going to get his double-digit targets. Yep. Really has settled in to, to be that guy that could rely on in his moments, right? He has his. And then Hayden Hurst was a the guy they paid healthy. He was one of the, the marquee guys to get off a of free agency just one offseason ago. Look, I mean... He can run. He's a good player. So I think they're okay at that position. They have other needs. Man. Mike Davis, he's a pass catching back. He's going to get his five or six. Yep. Looks at least. Yeah. So how much ball goes down to a guy that if you get if you go get pits at that position, you you want him to immediately take a step in and be a factor. You're going to be taken away from those other guys now. I would trade back. I would trade back. I That's would trade the move. back. If someone's going to be desperate. Someone trades you to go get that spot. They're going to be desperate to get X player. They're ready to pay because they you have to pay when you're drafting a quarterback. And as soon as I think Team C Jones get taken off the board, like what I said, the Niners have Jones. I think rated higher than other teams do. Once they see him off the board, they're going to say, "Wow, Fields fell, fell to us, or Lance fell to us." Which one do you think goes first out of those two? Fields. Yeah, I think so. Okay. You? Yeah, I, I mean, I would lean that way. You know, I, they replayed uh, uh, Lance's pro day the other day, and man, he has a big arm. But you know, he was—he definitely missed some throws though, too. You listening to Money Line seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six? Get in on the fun. We're gonna get more into football. A little bit about division talk. A little bit about a win totals, and then some soccer bets here on Money Line ESPN ninety seven five.
This is Heisman Trophy winner and College Football Hall of Fame, Mike Rozier, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Smokescreen season. That's what it is. My man Lamont says National Football Liars, the NFL. Because that's what it is right now. We don't know what we're going to get. Um, I'm gambling on speculation. I guess that's, that's what my life is, right? <laughs> that's what I we get. do. Get up and gamble on on speculations and things that we think are going to happen. But as far as this man, one of the few things that I'm I'm, I'm sold on and I'm waiting for for these numbers is that Panay Sewell pick that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was wanted to see your uh, if is there any chance that they try to get cute and get Chase. My friend was like, man, you're talking about the Bengals here. Like, yeah, you, you, just be careful what you're doing here. And I'm just saying, man, from what? Yeah, we're talking about the Bengals. The Bengals that the last image they had of of Burrow last season when you know that's a bad image to have. From what we saw in that little bit of time from him, he looks like he's going to be that guy, or he yeah. can he can be that guy. Let me say that loosely. He can be that guy. He's going to need a lot of things to break his way, of course, but I'm not taking any chances on him or passing up a, a guy that they already got. Like I said, this guy's in the Hall of Fame on our to Sewell. I hate when they do that, though. This is the season I hate to, when everyone, someone's like, give me a comp on him, and then the, Sean Alexander. You know, <laughs> you're like, I mean, maybe because he, he, you know, his stride is a certain way when he gets the ball or something, and I know that's what people. But this is to me, Ladainian Thomas. Every comp you get is a Hall of Famer yeah. for some reason. Like, you know Ladanian what I mean? Thomas. We couldn't. Have, yes. We couldn't have thrown anyone else up there. Like no one. And then that's. I just. I'm real careful with that man because it just. Uh, they'll go. They'll watch a little bit of game film. Then all of a sudden they're comparing them to somebody they've seen somewhere along the way. And then all of a sudden just they people run with that. They that's, do. That's why there's so much value during this time of the draft. Uh, just because or the time of the year when draft comes around because uh, it just it, everything's a lie. Everything people are are. That's the game. Put out enough information that you know some can get withhold some. Hopefully that'll get other people biting. Atlanta's that that phone's got to be ready. I mean, that phone's got to be. They got to have multiple lines. Uh, that's just something that, like again, that you have to be careful with because no matter what, if you got that eighth picks just just locked down in your head, like there's no way this team passes up. If if four, five, six interchange some which way or another, that might change the way that things pan out for you. No doubt. And, and here's the thing that gets us every year that doesn't get talked about enough is the teams are privy to all these medical evaluations. You know, you know, surgeries these guys have had and, and x-rays and MRIs. Us, the public, we may not know that a, you know, a certain player ha- has an injury that he's been hiding, but the teams know about that. Or maybe he did something off the field that you know, a, a private investigator found out that me and you don't know about. That happens a lot to where we're like, ooh, this guy had this red flag in his background. We didn't know about it. That's why he fell out of the first round. That's the stuff where people like me and you that that aren't in the know with organizations about all those little details, that's where we can make mistakes because if you find out a you know, a guy's got some medical issue that nobody else knew about and he falls, you're not gonna know that unless you're one of the teams. How about this? Justin Fields comes out and tells teams that he's managing epilepsy. Right. See, that's the type of thing, right? It, per reports, though, it's never affected him uh, by any means on the field. It's actually gotten better within the last few years. But 
that's still something whenever you're making these big investments, you just don't know. Is it something that gets worse throughout his life uh, with age? I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to be a medical expert or, you sure. know, by any means, but still, if that's something that's holding you da- back and, and all of a sudden you throw that to the table, does that maybe t- take you off of them? I, I'm not sure. That's the thing where maybe that's the, the tiebreaker for you, right? You know, maybe if, if you like Lance and you like Fields, it, it's real close. You know, maybe it's the epilepsy that makes you go the other way. Remember when Jay Cutler, it came out that he was diabetic. Remember way back in the day. And and teams had to decide if if that changed the way they felt about him. The, the other thing that's interesting, we've been talking about the Niners a lot. I'm hearing that Mike Shanahan, the dad, actually still has some pull in kind of the decision-making. Like, that, you know, Kyle still talks to daddy. And I'm trying to read into that. Like, what what would that tell us about who they would pick? You know, his dad did typically lean towards more of a traditional quarterback. You know, he's the one that took Cutler that we just talked about. And that could be a reason yeah. for Jones. What we keep seeing about Jones and, and and we know is that he's an accurate downfield passer. And that's what Shanahan's offenses require. He needs an accurate passer. You think he doesn't have that bad taste in his mouth from that Super Bowl where, where Jimmy G missed the, the receiver in the, in the end zone? You know, that, that it changes the game. He was... In his head, you think Shanahan doesn't tell people close to him, like, man, I was a quarterback away. You don't think he believes that in his head? I was a quarterback away from winning that, that Super Bowl. We, we locked down Mahomes for a long time that game. It took a, it took a, a random Tyreek Hill catch. You know, it just yeah. it took a lot of things for him to, to blow it open on us. We had that game. We, we shut down that team. He has to think we shut down that team for three quarters. We, we had him in, in fighting distance. And then our quarterback never was able to get going. No. And, and man, Shanahan, Shanahan is the king of the close but no cigar. I mean, think. He had Matt Ryan up 28-3 to three or whatever on Brady in the Super Bowl. And that was the year Matt Ryan won MVP. And they lost that game, too. That's why I believe that maybe in a sense they, they were like, you know what, we're not playing any games. We're going to go get Jones. We're going to trade this. Shanahan maybe overreacted first, just started just telling the, the organization that like, we have to make our move. All of a sudden they get down, and now that, that we the dust settles from that whole trade to find out that a lot of teams don't even have Jones. But it's smokescreen season. Maybe they do. But yeah. from what we're seeing, Lance and Fields are going to go before Jones in many, in many boards. Yeah. I think Shanahan is a very confident dude. We all know that, right? And the thing with – I think the problem with Garoppolo, he's always hurt. And you heard that behind the scenes, too. Like, a lot of his teammates were kind of just like, man, this guy can't stay on the field. Do you think Belichick's playing a little poker here and saying and, and, and hoping, okay, Niners get Jones? That means they were sold on him because they had the way the trade went down and, and whatnot. That means they're out on Jimmy G, obviously. Is that a time for them to scoop back in and get Jimmy G? We know that Belichick doesn't draft quarterbacks high. The only guy he's ever used a top 60 pick on a draft is Jimmy G. Yeah. I think they'll think, here's why. We saw what they did in free agency, right? Like, Belichick is in it to win it. You know, he he wants to improve this team immediately. He's not looking three, four years down the road. In his mind, he probably thinks if he gets Jimmy G in this offense, they're immediately going to be better, and, and they'll have a chance to win that division. I don't think that's true, because I think Garoppolo will get hurt again. And I don't think the Patriots, I know they grabbed some receivers in free agency, I was not impressed with who they grabbed, Jerry. That is not who I would have targeted. No, not at all. That's that's it's still. But then, what direction are they taking to pick up the two big tight ends? Yeah, on a team that throws with Cam twenty times a game. Yeah, 
that that's but remember he was very successful with Greg Olson. Uh, you know, Cam likes to throw to the tight end, so maybe that works for him. But I just don't feel like they have enough speed on the outside to, to threaten anybody. You know, I just I don't like what Belichick's doing. I the shine's coming off him for me the last few years. Does he change suit though? And is there any possibility be, that the Patriots trade up to get someone with the position he's in right now? If he's making these moves to try to get weapons per se, maybe these weapons are more like a pocket knife. You know, just mm-hmm. a dull one at that. Um, does he trade up and say, it, do we see a different Belichick right now? Is Does he need to be a different Belichick now that the shine's coming off? Does he need to make a desperate measure here knowing that he's not used to what he saw last season? That's no. not what he's used to. And then the rubbing in the face by Brady by winning. Does that make him change his things a little bit and say, you know what, I'm going to make my move here. I think that it it, it could be a possibility. I think so. I I think if Fields falls, I could see them trading up and grabbing him. You think I Fields really, would be a, a, a Belichick guy? Why not? I mean, Josh McDaniels is still there. He built the offense around Tim Tebow when he was in Denver. You know, so he, he can work with all different types of offenses and quarterbacks. So that would make a lot of sense to me. The other problem, Jerry, is that division got a lot better. The Dolphins, they're not a pushover anymore. The Bills were in the AFC Championship game. Like, you got to bring it in that division now. So – Talking about another team that has quarterbacks or has plenty of them, say Niners have a few if they draft, when they draft theirs, if it's Jones. What happens with Carolina when it gets down to them? Are they a team, I say eight and then seven as well with the Lions? At seven and eight, two teams that have quarterback, do the Lions say, hey, we're going with golf and we're going to go another direction, trade back because we have so many gaps? Or with the wide receiver heavy draft and them getting rid of their wide receivers, Yeah, is that the chance that they take? I could see them getting Devontae Smith, something like that. I would say trade back because they need a lot. I think they're getting one of the Alabama receivers. Yeah. But me, I would trade back because yeah. they, they have a lot of holes. It, but, you know, they got to replace Kenny Galladay. I mean, that is a, that offense is ugly. Marvin Jones. Yeah. No run game. Yeah. I mean, you know, Swift, he should be good. but With golf back there? Yeah, with golf back there. They need a lot. Carolina? You know, they got Darnold now. You wonder if. They'll roll the dice on him for a year. You know, one year after rolling the dice with Teddy, though. I've I've heard they're still sniffing around Deshaun Watson. Like they're not completely out on this. Peter King reported about a week or two ago that that they're still looking at Deshaun. And just because they took Darnold does not mean that they may not still try and uh, trade for Watson. That'd be wild. Yeah. That'd be wild. I, I, I wouldn't. You say sniffing it, uh, sniffing watching in the same sentence. I don't, <laughs> even, I don't even like it. Let's get uh, let's get over to the to our break here. When we get back, I know I've been teasing uh, some some soccer here, but I'm going to give you some of that. And again, get that Peneso, uh pick in under six and a half to the Bengals. I like it a lot. The more I look at it, that's where I'm going to go. This money line, ESPN 97.5. and ESPN 92.5. Real Fun Sports. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. 
Welcome back. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 on Twitter. Just talking a little bit of draft. It is that time of the season or of the offseason per se. Um, it's time to get some money. We've laid out a few bets, but let me take you to, to a different type of football, a little football, and nothing too big here. Just a little bit of Italy at 145 Central Standard Time at Atlanta against some would say Bologna. Bologna, like I told y'all, I try to I try to speak Italian to you on a Sunday morning. At Atlanta, Bologna. And they're uh, they're playing in Italy Serie A. For you are that are not familiar with soccer, sometimes I give out bets, and as soon as I leave here, people are like, "What? What league was that in?" <laughs> and then I've, and I think about it, I'm thinking, "There's no way in hell that there were no Romanian soccer." But, you know, like I gave out a Philippine soccer bet. Like how how do I expect these guys to know this? So yeah, hey, Italy Serie A, Atlanta, Bologna. I think that Atlanta scores at least two and a half goals by themselves. Team total over two and a half. I think the game goes over three. And I think Atlanta has the, the lead at halftime. So go ahead and take them all over the place. Atlanta's going to go. Uh, they're in second place in the league. This is a chance for them to, uh, or uh, fourth, I'm sorry. This is a chance for them to catapult into the top two in the league. They're only one point behind AC Milan and Juventus. I think they get that done today against a Bologna team that's in 12th spot. They're not really playing for too much here. They're not going to be relegated. They're not going to get into a European football so at this point they're just in there to collect the check in my opinion at atlanta with 65 points i believe that they score three or four goals today bologna might get on the board and help us with that over but i think atlanta can get it on their own today nice i uh out of nowhere i was just uh, christian javier was pitching the other day and i was like astros are gonna win this game you know because i've been the biggest honk for christian javier so I fired on it, man. I took Astros minus one and a half, I think, nice. with pretty much everything I had left in my account. Cause I just felt really good about it. Sure enough, I didn't have to sweat it much at all. Astros came out and stomped that ass. Those are usually the funnest ones. Yeah. Right? You just, I hate the, the, the some guys, man, like, I, I wish it would have been closer. I could sweat it. When your money's on it, you don't even care. No. Like, <laughs> just blow them out. Home run after home run. That's why when I left the game Friday, I, was, I, I asked myself for, for a minute there, and I had money on the game, obviously, attending there. I said, man, would I would just rather a blown out like 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 how it happened yesterday, just where I didn't sweat it, or being in the stadium with your money on it. There's nothing like betting on baseball yeah. and then being there. You know, just, every pitch could change everything. Every ball in the outfield looks like a home run for mm-hmm. them and for you. You know, I'm sitting in the Crawfords looking like, and then you can't. There's like a blind spot there where I was sitting, and if the ball went too deep into center, you can't see if he caught it. So you're just hoping. You know, you're just waiting for the crowd reaction. You just, oh, thank you. No, so tell me how that. I love sitting in the Crawford boxes. Oh, Do you guys have a good time? It maybe too good of a too time. good of a time. <laughs> maybe too good of a time. Like I said, man, it just it just it, it was one of those games where everyone was just on that same page. Everyone was on the same level, and then that last when the walk off came, it's, it's, it was like I don't know why we were acting like it was a damn playoff game or something. You know, I think it just not having to been out to no sporting event, and then just finally getting everyone together and yeah. just it just <laughs> like everyone was on hands and or on pins and needles, just just. All of a sudden, it, the whole thing exploded, though. Cause I was looking. I was like, are we the only ones celebrating? No, everyone was acting like we just we're, – we're going to the World Series, it felt like. That's awesome. I hope our listener kept his word and drank 27 beers. Oh, <laughs> he, he ended up not being able to go. Oh, no. Yeah, sa- Sunday or Saturday morning – or Friday. I'm sorry. Friday morning, he, uh, he texted that he couldn't make it out. But uh, we ended up getting him a replacement and ended up being another money liner. Nice. So, yeah, we ended up – I think three money liners were there and just a, a, a sorted random group of people – uh, topped off by Tyler Cito. Tyler Cito. I said, uh, I got to build a, a concrete foundation for this trip. Like, if, I, if I'm going to make it to the game and, and make it a, a beer drinking festival, I got to build it right. And 
Tyler was at the top of that list. <laughs> no doubt. And he came through with the nachos, apparently. <laughs> so it all went well. well. I'm glad, man. I, n- I need to get out to a game, dude. It's, it's, I mean, had you been to another game since that one? And now that how you're long? Team Vax. Yeah, yeah. Vax, you're Team Vax. I am. Like Roger Goodell. Now they're saying that he can hug players at the draft. <laughs> o- awkwardly, I, I think players were just like, when they read that, we, we didn't need that part of it. No. You know, like, we don't need the hugs. Um, Things are getting back to normal. They are. Look, I can't blame him for hugging Roger Goodell. If you're telling me I'm getting you know twenty million dollars guaranteed, I'm going to be hugging people too. That's it's like winning the lottery, man. So some of it's going to be on Zoom. I, I guess some of the hugs will be in person. I'm just glad it's back. You know, I was supposed to go last year to the draft in Vegas. You know, before COVID broke out. I yeah. So I mean, like I, that really, I was looking forward to that. So. You know, maybe next year. I think it's going to be back in Vegas next year, so maybe maybe I'll try it then. Well, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Trey Lance among 13 players who will attend the draft. I start looking down that board because I'm thinking, all right, well, which ones? Then there's a lot of them that aren't. Starting with Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Justin Fields, there's a lot that aren't. What do you uh, – I just don't – I like the, the feeling of them being there. Oh, I, I do too, but look, I can't blame these guys that – you know they they don't want to take any chances. You know they got a lot of money on the line. They don't they don't want to roll the dice and maybe get sick or something like that. So I can't blame them. But I'm with you. It's going to feel different. That's for sure. At least this year we're not going to have a Bill O'Brien melting down and screaming. Remember how that went last Remember year? Remember last year draft the uh, the props that were out where there be a player that jumped into the water. Yeah, you remember like yeah, it was it was, it was Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, because it was supposed to be right in front of the Bellagio where the fountains are. And you could bet if, if, yeah. if a player jumps into the Bellagio fountain water or just whatever, whatever the case is. But none of that crazy stuff here. We're just we're just trying to m- move to normalcy. Yeah. And and having some players there, having the hugs, I guess, and one, one way or another, I guess, brings us closer to that. Hour two of the show coming up next. We're going to talk about our man Lance Zerline and his mock draft because he has something interesting on there that if that happens it changes everything that we talked about big texans prediction big texans prediction coming up next money line espn 97.5 espn 97.5